another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick, and I'm here with... Trevor. On each episode of Ghibli Jabber, we discuss one of the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli, through the eyes of a fan, that's me, and a newbie, that's Trevor. This week we're discussing Yoshifumi Kondo's 1995 film Whisper of the Heart, about 14-year-old Shizuku, a voracious reader who develops a crush on the mysterious boy who has been constantly checking out books before her. Now, this movie was the sole credit of Kondo, who was poised to be the successor of Miyazaki and Takahata before his untimely death in 1998. Seeing as 1993's Ocean Waves was a TV movie, this marks the first Ghibli film release directed by someone other than its founders. Uh, So, Trevor, this was plot-wise probably most similar to Ocean Waves, which you weren't a massive fan of, to put Mm -hmm. it lightly. Um... So was this 0 for 2 for teen dramas made by a new Ghibli director, or do you think Kondo brought some magic that the ocean waves lacked and makes Whisper of the Heart stand proudly against other Ghibli works? I have to say I love your, I love your opening questions. Um, I can't... Oh, that's just such a loaded question for me. Um, I wouldn't call it 0 you for 2. You say you like this less... Than Ocean Waves, I will murder no, you. No, no, I won't say over for 2, but I won't say, I won't say in, in, entirely successful. Um, I definitely liked it a lot more than Ocean Waves, and I thought it was a way more effective film than Ocean Waves. Oh, wow, Ocean Waves was really bad. Um, <laughs> but this one, this one was better. I will say that, yes. And well, if you want to, yeah, let me, okay, yeah. let me elaborate. So there's it. still, there is still, I, I find the characters and the, their, shoot, like this is, why is this so hard for me to talk about? I think I just have so many opinions, but I think that I find the characters and their, their, their love stories as teenagers to be more realistic and, um, to be handled better in this film than they were handled in Ocean Waves. I felt like Ocean Waves was an after-school special. I mean, we don't have to talk about that again. You can go back and listen to that episode if you want to. But this one felt a little bit more adult and it felt a little bit more... I didn't cringe as much when I watched these kids talk about um, having crushes or the fact that Shizuku is looking for this boy who that she relates to because he reads all these books that she's read. Um, and that, and that she, she reads a lot of fantasy and, and that's her, her obsession. So she has this very fantastical view of what love is. And she wants to be kind of swept away by, um, like a fairy tale love story. And so I felt like that under that, that subtext or that, that, yeah, that like prior knowledge to the way in which she thinks and views the world to help me a little bit more with kind of the childish is no childishness of of the love between some of these characters and uh, yeah i liked that and then but i still like not much happens during this movie we have this girl who likes to read a lot again like i said she's looking for this boy um she's in junior high which is even sooner than ocean waves and uh she has some friends who are also developing crushes as they're getting ready to take their final exams and move on to high school and get placed into specific high schools. Um, and 
and she, you know, she meets the boy, she writes a book to show that she's serious. And that's kind of the movie for me. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, what do you call it? Uh, minimizing a lot that happens throughout the film, but yeah. How about you? How do you feel about it? Oh, well, this is one of my favorites. Um, I love this movie so much. Uh, <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I after I, I actually have to say, like, well, I told a couple of my friends that I was watching this one. This was another one that they were like, oh, my God, I love that one. So maybe I'm just, like, sat in the bar too high for myself. Anywho, continue. Well, uh, I'm, I'm interested because you, you said that um, in a previous episode that Pompoko was sort of too plot-focused and then that this one doesn't have much going on. But I think this is very much a character... Like, it, there's a little bit more genre in this in the sense, yeah, maybe you could call this, like, a teen rom-com or a teen drama or something. But I think it's very um, very much a character-driven narrative versus some of the ones we've had before. And I I feel like that that's something that you enjoy in movies. Correct. But, but maybe you don't relate so much to characters of this age. I think yeah, I was just gonna... a little bit more complicated or... Well, I was just going to say that. So it's it's hard for me. I get, and I think it might be cultural too. Because I think that, I mean, the fact that these kids are super obsessed with taking an exam to get placed into a, a high school is going to determine the rest of their lives. And I know that that's a thing that happens in Japan. But so that makes them have to already be a little bit more mature at that age. And so maybe these this 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 very intense love story is uh, more appropriate for a 14 year old in Japan. But for me, I just, I, I kept getting snapped out of um, relating to these characters or finding these characters to be incredibly realistic. Cause I'm like, they're 14 years old. They're in, they keep, they keep saying they're in junior high. And I'm like, they're treating this like this is a, a film for somebody in their late twenties or like a, like a, a romantic comedy or not even a romantic comedy, a romantic film for somebody in their twenties if it were in America and I keep getting snapped out of like their obsession with, or they're like professions of love. Like I rolled my eyes so many times, like. But because that's because they're so young. Like, okay. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, two things. I watched this probably when I was in, in high school, at least we don't have junior high mm-hmm. here, um, at the very least. So I would have been more this age and it would have been like sort of less put off by their, you know, less mature sort of declarations of love or, you know, what teenagers do where they pretend that they, they act like they're really um, mature and sophisticated, but, you know, haven't really developed that emotional maturity yet. Um, But I don't, when I think of this movie, I don't think at all about the romance. I know that that drives the plot in a way, but I don't, I don't think that's very important. And I also, I take it with a grain of salt that, you know, at the end, like when it's like, will you marry me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I, I don't take that so seriously. I think I the characters that. take it seriously because they're of that age where everything is very intense and they, um, where they're super passionate about everything and, like, this is her sort of first love, um, you know, and she's had a long journey to sort of find this guy because, you know, she's sort of... Cr- and as you say, as, as you rightly pointed out, she's like a bookish dreamer kind of she's not like the popular kid like she's not but she's also not like a studious nerd she's sort of a creative person 
who has these big dreams and has created this sort of fantasy, um, both in terms of a lot of things in her life, but also in terms of this sort of romance that she sort of stumbles um, in on. But I think what I take away most about the movie is just the way her sort of character develops and the sort of, the you know, the various shades of her character. Like, you know, she's, you know, she, she has like such a love for the world and things like that. You know, she follows this cat on the train because, oh, that's such an exciting thing. She wants to have like a more exciting life, like the characters in the books that she reads and things like that. And, you know, she sees like a little laneway and she's like, oh, this is like in an adventure. And she follows it up and it's like, oh, what a cute little house. And like, I mean, I can, I, I, I was always that sort of person. Like I, I wouldn't do something stupid, like jump on a train following a cat but like i'm always like oh this is a cute little lane wonder where this is gonna go so like i don't know i relate a lot to her sort of like trying to find something like more you know more exciting in mundane things which i think is as i've mentioned a lot is what i think ghibli films do yeah well and i mean i will give it this like i mean i think that it's very what's the word i keep trying to think of the word i'm looking for but uh i oh i think it's very i don't I'm not trying to minimize the film by saying, oh, it's just about this girl who likes this boy. I, I, I don't think it's just that. I think there's a lot going on there, especially to me, because to me, it's a it's more of a movie about becoming an, I don't want to say becoming an adult, but the kind of kind of Finding coming out of the adolescence, kind of coming out of adolescence, kind of coming like stop being a kid so much, which is funny because she she uses this. She uses this uh, fantastical story because that relates to her. Of, but she writes a book, which is a very adult thing to do. And like, that's a, that is a commitment starting from beginning to end to sit down and to create something that is like that big and takes that much effort. And so to me, it's kind of like a, it's also a journey of this character of kind of going on a, a very classic journey of being kind of thrust out of their innocence and of, of not being, not viewing the world just as a kid anymore, but actually having to um, make some very important decisions. And I think that the biggest indicator of that is the ending when she goes to her parents and says, I'm going to study. I'm, I've decided I'm going to high school and I'm going to study now. And so, yeah, I don't want to minimize the film and be like, oh, it's just this stupid romantic film with 14 year olds. I don't, I, def- I definitely see more than that. I guess it's the moments where it veers into the romantic parts that pull me out of the story and prevent me from connecting to it as much as I think that I would if it was just about if 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 if, if the romantic parts were a little bit more tertiary to the to the actual film, I just feel like it gets a little heavy-handed with the romantic parts and it pulls me out in certain moments of like, ooh, I'm really connecting to Shizuki. Cause I think that like even just like the boy character, I'm like, he's like it's just he's intense with her, and I'm just like whoa you guys are so young i mean i don't need to talk about that more than i already have but yeah i don't know i think that they're fairly well shaded characters i think um even when like we can see that she's becoming too intense about things and you can see sort of the other characters are being like okay calm down it's not the end of the world you're 14 even like (laughs) i think there's a line where she says something very whimsical and about like the world or the cat or something. And then Seiji says something like, how can you say that with a straight face? Like, <laughs> and then also, you know, she, she writes the book and then gives it to uh, um, the guy who the 
the granddad who runs the antique shop, I forget his name. Um, and like, he's very, you know, he's, he wants to support her, but he's like, you know, this is a, this is a book that a 14 year old girl would write. And, you know, you need to keep, keep at it kind of thing. I think they, and like, you know, even, you know, she'll be crying a lot and they'll just cut to like the cat who's just like, has no time for her crap, just like walking away. <laughs> like, I think it, it, it enjoys the fact that she's passionate and like, you know, we want her to do well, but we also can see that she's not being rational, like in a lot of different elements um, throughout the movie. And then like, I, I like, yeah, I think my favorite part of the ending is, yeah, not, I don't, the final scene and like, I don't know, I, I've never liked that much. But, like, just when she sits down, like, her maturity is really her saying, I understand, like, to her parents, I understand that I shouldn't be putting my pressure, putting this pressure on me to have something sort of decided right now. So I'm going to do what, you know, society says to do, you know, study and blah, 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 and then I'll make my decision. Like, I, I see this movie as, what I get most out of it is, it's like, you know, a movie about choosing your path in life and, you know, finally make, like, you know, for the first time in your life, making a decision um about what you want to do and then the the dangers of doing that and then you know the once you do that the understanding that you have to stick with it if you are going to um you know make a decision that sort of goes off the beaten path and I I enjoy the sort of passion that these characters have for it I mean yeah it's very like you know it's a very it's, it's a very romantic movie not just in terms of the romance but like romantic in terms of the creative process and like that kind of things, but then it, then it always sort of comes back down to earth a little bit, you know. A mm-hmm. by you know the guy saying, you know, this book is fine, but you have to work on it, mm-hmm. and you know, and then Sagey <laughs> coming back saying he was fine, but he has to work on his stuff, you know. Like there's all that passion, and then it sort of gets brought back to earth a little bit in a more realistic way, and you know, that's what I enjoy. I know I just love the vibes of this movie. I don't know I just I'm just like oh, it's cute. I mean, I love Take Me Home Country Roads, so yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was just such an interesting choice for them to latch on to that song. So weird. Like, is that right? is like, like, it's so also, like weird. the Olivia Newton-John version at the beginning? I'm like, is, <laughs> is that song a really big song in Japan? Like, that's something. Um... I, because I could only find the, the English dub for this one as well. So I watched the English dub oh, really? and I thought, oh, yeah. Right. So I thought in the beginning, I was like, D- is this just like, English is bastardizing this film and they've put Country Road in the beginning. And then I was like, no, this is like a part of the movie. And I was just like, what is... Yeah, i like, what? Okay. But I mean, I love that song. So it's not, it's not upset. Yeah, and like the whole thing where they're like, they're, it's like their class song and they're writing lyrics for... I, I don't really understand yeah. that side of things. I'm like, this is a weird thing to do. She's writing the lyrics and like, you know, all the girls are like, oh, show us your lyrics. Oh my God, this is so exciting. You're such a good writer. I'm like, why are they doing an adaptation of Country Roads for like their school's song? Like, I don't know, that was a whole weird thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think in general, I have maybe mm, more of a tolerance for like teen, teen stuff than you. I don't know. Which could, which could be part do. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to again say that like, I it's way more effective than Ocean Waves. So I'm glad that I had kind of maybe that palate cleanser of Ocean Waves because I kept thinking about Ocean Waves. And I kept sitting watching this movie. I think I probably would have been a little bit more um what's a little bit more critical of the movie if I hadn't seen Ocean Waves yet. Mm. So I'm kind of glad that I had seen Ocean Waves. And I was like, well, 
At least it's not that TV movie that I hated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, yeah, we everyone sort of is drawn to to different things in film. You know, I I just I think this is a very cute movie that sort of you know deals with sort of you know important and serious themes of sort of growing up and um you know choosing your path but in like uh with enough of a light touch um i did like hmm. sorry don't sorry to interrupt i did really like the the baron and using the baron to kind of as a story to help her I mean, I don't, I don't know how to like, I don't know what the words I'm exactly searching for of like how it specifically helped her, but helped her to process information. And like, it was this, it was, it's the way in which she processes information. She processes information through fantasy and stories. And I thought that being told about the Baron from, I think it was Shiro, his, uh, his grandpa, um, or is it his, gra- his grandfather? I think yeah. So. yeah. 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 Um, I thought that was a cool sequence and uh not sequence i just like that portion of it and and the fact that it goes back to kind of like this foil um kind of like foil characters is the grandfather and and, uh louisa which would have Mm. been because i mean he had to leave her in germany and it felt very like you know shizuki and seiji um seiji's leaving to go and do this violin school shizuki's staying behind and then you know if he finishes or he does well is whether or not he can come back. And so I, it's, it's those literary things. I thought that this film did way better that does elevate this film more for me. And so I liked that aspect of it a lot. Um, What do you think in terms of, um, so this is the only film we'll sort of see from this director, but in terms of, yeah, in terms of the animation and the sort of style behind it, what, what did what did you think of that? Did you see like, oh, this is like, this could have been, you know, a film directed by you know either of the other two, or do you feel like it was distinct, or do you feel like it was worse, or did you did you have any thoughts on the animation? You know what, I actually really didn't give it too much thought while I was watching it, um, and I didn't know that this was, I didn't re- really know who directed this one outright, so I didn't give it much thought. So I mean, I, my gut instinct would be to there wasn't much difference how about you though do you notice incredible difference i mean obviously there's not like you know you can't say oh this is like a trend in this director's work but like i mean you could i could tell watching ocean waves which which had a smaller budget and whatnot um that it wasn't as interestingly um like storyboarded and the character design wasn't as good like you could tell that it was a step down i feel like this one is you know very nicely animated um it has a very it's like compared to say ocean waves it feels a little bit more warm i think like a, a little bit more colorful oh, yeah. it's kind of like a pastelly kind of vibe everyone's wearing like pink and yellow jumpers and stuff um it, yeah, i feel like very and like we, and we don't talk about animation that much but the you could sort of get a good sense that this was like you could sort of feel like the heat in in like the neighborhood you, like things like light were very important. Like there's a lot of like dappled light through trees and things like that. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of sunrise and sunset shots and things like that. I thought um, that was all sort of used uh, very well um, mm-hmm. and sort of created a sense of place and time and yeah, atmosphere in, you know, in a movie where it's basically just kids going around 
a neighborhood. But then obviously there's um, the the sort of fantasy sequences from her novels, which were sort of created, um, which are sort of designed in a completely different style, which I think are quite sort of beautiful shots. What did you think of that? Oh yeah. I mean, those are my, not to hop right into her favorite sequences, but that was my, I mean, I did, you, you did it. Um, that was my favorite sequence when she's learning like the story or with the Baron, there's all those like floating things and they just like hopped off that mountain. I won't lie. My stomach kind of lurched when they jumped off the mountain. <laughs> and I don't know why it's a freaking animated film. It's not even like, <laughs> I don't know. But anywho, <clears throat> I thought that whole sequence was incredibly beautiful. My favorite shot was right there after when the, you're kind of like staring up at the sky and then there's that world and it slowly pans down into the real world and she's mm. running down those stairs. Also, that gave me like vertigo. She's just like, the stairs are so freaking steep and she's just like <laughs> flipping down those stairs, having her sticks flip back and forth. I was like, girl, you're going too fast. You're going to trip. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess seeing as we're into um, favorite shots and sequences, my favorite shot is exactly the one you just said. Yeah, where it's like <laughs> the sort of towering cities on clouds and then it sort of pans down to sort of just the skyscrapers in the distance in the real town and and then continues downwards because like there's a lot of vertical space in this movie because they're constantly going up to these houses that are sort of sitting at the top of the hills they're always going oh, yeah. up they're very steep up roads <laughs> yeah there's a lot of roads i mean you know like i don't know if it's in like a parasite way where like that's the upper class and then you have the lower class but um it's yeah there's a lot of sort of up and down in this movie and sort of like lots of sort of lookouts and sort of cliffs into sort of the towns below. Um, so that was a really beautiful shot that sort of from the sky to the ground, basically with a complete change of settings. Um, favorite sequence. I don't know. I just think the scene where they're um, singing um, take me home country roads is just such a cute thing. And then like the granddad and his cut, like, and his friends like come in. And they band. Like, oh. like, yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, that's just like, it's like such a nice warm scene. Like that's a scene like I could, not that I do very often, but like I could just YouTube that and like listen to it and be like, oh. Um. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty interesting that it's, uh, I think it was pretty, oh, what do I mean? So the fact that we saw Pompoko last time and we watched this one, and they're both set in, um, what is it, Tama? Tama yeah. Newtown. Um, but in just such, I think you mentioned this in the last podcast too, but just such different stories. Like we got the, mm. the animal side of things and like the ecological side of things. And then we get this little love story of 14 year olds in the, in the actual city that they're living in. So I thought that was, I mean, you would blink and you, you'd miss it if you blinked, but it's kind of cool to think about such completely different stories that you could tell from the same exact place. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like one, one after another. And like, I know that, you know, they do sing that song about like she changes the lyric to concrete roads, like as a joke mm-hmm. kind of thing. But like, it's not, it's not positioned as like a bad place to live or anything. Like there's, there's no like, yeah, there's like a lot of, it's like high density living. Um, and you know, there's a lot of concrete and stuff and it's not, but it still seems like quite pretty and like, you know, well-designed, like it's not the slums or anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So like, so just the fact that it goes from like one movie where it's like a pretty horrible development that's ruining <laughs> thousands of lives to like hey like this is like just basically the story of one of those people who were living in those towns who bought up that land um and for it to be so benign and sort of natural um and just turn into like a slice of life kind of movie 
um, was very interesting to do sort of one after another. Um, but yeah, I really like this movie. Like, I know you hate nice things, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll guess I'll forgive whatever horrible score you're going to give this. Um, why don't, why don't, why don't you put us out of our misery? Shall, shall I guess your score? Yeah, guess my score. Actually, that's fun. I say five, five, six. Ah, you're like dead on. I give it a six. What six, think... six, five. Ooh, which one? I need. I need to note it down for the record. Um, before I came into the podcast and talked about it out loud, I give it a six. After we talked about it a little bit more, I realized I like it a little bit more than I than I thought I did. So I give it a six, five. Let's land on a six, five. Okay. What do you think I gave it? Um, I think you gave it. Ooh. I think you gave it an eight. Eight and a half. Ooh. So we were yeah. both off by 0.5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any Anything else you want to talk about with this one? No. No, I think we covered the things I wanted to cover. Um, it's sad that it's... I mean, I, I will say that my last thing is I think it's sad that, that it was his only film. I mean... Yeah. It's, it's still a pretty damn good film for a first animated film and like you said it was supposed to be he's kind of supposed to take up the reins so i think that's out of he had amazing potential and yeah, <laughs> i did too. read that they're doing a live action sequel did you mm. know this no yeah they're doing a live action sequel it was announced in 2020 i mean january 2020 they already have the two film stars <laughs> and the director i know it's a weird thing to say but i feel like even though this is very much a, a film that could could exist as a live action movie, I feel like it would become completely generic in that right. Format. Like it would just be yeah, it would just be another yeah. another one of those. Which again, I mean, which might speak to what you don't really relate to with the movie. Like if 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 this was just a normal um, live action movie, there's not something that exciting that sort of differentiates it um, from maybe like a teen drama kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the animation gives it just, I don't know, a lot of different, I don't know. There's just, there's just something about the, the form, the sort of the effort that goes into crafting this world that I, I think sort of elevates the material. Agreed. And then, it's easier yeah. to be fantasy when it is actually a fantastical element that is animation. So it's easier to kind of, I don't know. I would, re- I relate to her character more because, because it's already animated. It'd be hard for me to relate to her character if it's just like live action CGI fan- mm. fantasy when she wants, I mean, when she's having those moments, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know how like every, sorry, one more thing. Like, you know, how, like every time, every movie, basically um, there's, I, I, I have some sort of mention of, Oh, this is like a little realistic touch that you wouldn't see in most movies that they bother to do, which is what I like about Studio Ghibli films. There's like one scene where she's, She's lying in bed and like her dad says, like, you know, go to sleep. And then she like, she like puts her hand up to like turn the lamp off, but like she can't reach it. So she sits up and she turns it off and then goes back to bed. And I'm like, what sort of movie would take the time to do like any sort of movie to take the time to sort of do that realistic little touch? Like in a, in a real movie. To animate that. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) In like a live action, sorry, not a real movie, in a live action movie if that was in the movie it's probably because the actor didn't press the button or something, but here they take the time. Like, you know, everything in an animated movie has to be, you know, requires, you know, thousands of shots and like lots of little drawings. And the fact that like that was added 
speaks to, you know, how important, like, you know, how seriously um, these directors sort of take the world that they're creating and the characters that they have and try to make them sort of as realistic as possible, but like within a very sort of beautiful world. So that's what I like. And that's part of what I like about this movie, which you hated. Um, (laughs) So um, I will see you next time when we discuss 1997's Princess Mononoke. I'm excited. Miyazaki movie. Yes. Which I think you will like more than this one. (laughs) See you then. Awesome. See ya.